Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group. Have you ever addressed sneakiness before? I'm having some trouble with rule breaking lately, where things that are not off limits but are limited, like candy or screens, are appearing in bedrooms after the adults go to sleep. It's driving me batty, and I'd appreciate any advice. So first of all, let me just say, same. I'm having a little bit of the same problem at my house. And here's what I think about it. I tend to be slightly overreactive to this in terms of how could you do this? You know it is against the rules to have food or screens in your room. We don't allow food or screens in bedrooms. And so it's pretty much obvious that a wrong sneaky has been committed as soon as I see those things in the bedroom because they're not supposed to be there. And I have one sneaker who has taken to, it's not even candy, sometimes it's apples, taking three or four bites of an apple and then hiding it somewhere in the room, which is really, I mean, one thing we can say for our kids is that generally they're really, really bad at being sneaky. So, you know, you do smell a rotting apple in the room after a couple of days and I've found them tucked, you know, inside jewelry cases, in the closet, because the mind of a small child says this is not what I'm supposed to be doing and I will hide my crime. And then they don't really think of the next step, what happens when the apple starts to rot. And so what I do in cases like this is I call the child, not always the same one, up, hold up the wrapper, the apple, the screen, whatever it is, and say, what is this doing here? And right away, they know that they've done wrong, right? I mean, they know they're caught. And then I restate the rule. It is not permitted to have food in your room. And then we try to head towards behavior and consequences. Can we rectify the behavior? Because otherwise there are going to be consequences. So one thing I think, especially about food, is we tend to think of this story as like, my child is deliberately defying me just because even though they know that this is wrong. And I had an experience this week where I was laying in bed. I have been trying since the holidays to really, you know, get my eating back on track, stop with all the sugar, stop with all the junk food. And I was laying in bed watching TV and I opened my, you know, bedside table drawer to get something out. And I found a leftover stocking full of Skittles, like a little 
toy size, you know, what do you call it? Stocking stuffer full of Skittles. And what did I do? I ate all of the Skittles. Why? Not to define myself, who had set the rule of like, we're not going to do this anymore after the holidays, but because Skittles are delicious and they're really fun to eat in bed. And that's really what your kids are doing too. Screens are fun to watch in bed. I have really tried to cut down my habit of reading Twitter in bed. It's not going great because it's an enjoyable thing to do. So I think it's fine to remember that this isn't really about you. It's about a kid who wants to eat an apple while they're lying in their room reading a book. And that's not a terrible instinct, but we've just got to help reinforce the rule because it's also not okay. So I'm not saying like, well, everyone wants to do it, so let them do it. No, it's not allowed. And so have a conversation about the behavior when it happens. I found this apple in your room. Yes. Do you know that apples are not allowed upstairs? Yes. Okay, go take it downstairs. Go clean out whatever it is that the gross apple has been touching. That is your responsibility. And here's what I want you to do. If you want an apple going forward, talk to me about it. I will find you a comfy couch, a seat outside. I will find you somewhere comfortable to eat that apple. But apples are not allowed in your room. And so we are going to try to address the behavior you want to eat, whatever it is, any kind of snacks, even if it's a candy bar. Hey, if you want to have a candy bar, let's figure out where we can fit that in your nutritional schedule for the day so you don't have to sneak off with it. And it's fine to eat candy bars, just not fine to eat six candy bars upstairs in your room. And so let's figure out how we can work those into your day so you've had it. And then here's the consequence for bringing it upstairs into your room. And that is, let's say, you don't get screens tomorrow, whatever it might be. And for one of my kids who it was still happening with, we moved to, you know, bigger consequences and it did stop. And by bigger consequences, I just mean all day, no screens. And then it will get better and it will probably get a little worse. We have certain kids, I think, who are a little bit more prone. I was this kid to sneakiness. And well, if the rule says this, let me try that instead. And that's not the end of the world. And so it will probably be, you know, the same kid is going to sneak more and more and more. But I think you just stay really consistent with your calm reaction. So it doesn't get the reaction of like, because then your kid is going to go, oh, A, this is kind of fun to get mom to go crazy and be like, whoa, it's just a candy bar. I don't know why it's the end of the world. And so calm reaction, address the behavior. Hey, if you're hungry, let's do this. Hey, if you're on screens upstairs in your room, let's make sure, I'll give you an extra half an hour of screen time, but then the screens absolutely stay downstairs. So like the behavior, fix the behavior and then move to consequences. If I find your screen upstairs again, you'll have no screens at all the next day. And I think if you stay really, really consistent with those three steps of calm reaction, address and find more room for the behavior, and then move to consequences, you're going to have some good results. It's working at my house. I hope that will help you at your house. And if you have questions for myself or Amy, you can send them to questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com or you can ask them on our Facebook group and you may hear your question on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence 
whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how All of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks.